From Norcross, Georgia, it's Hearts of Fire, the podcast for the team at BioRidge Global, where we're working every day to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. I'm today's host, David King. Today we have the first of a series of three podcasts with one of the most notable figures in our history, Dr. Norman Kalman. Dr. Kalman worked for the organization for more than 30 years and served as its chief executive for 27. So tell us, how did you wind up in this country, basically? Well, I started doing pathology in South Africa, and uh, I wasn't really happy with the political situation in the country. I had a friend who lived in Buffalo, New York, and my family lived in uh, Toronto. So I thought, you know, even though the weather doesn't look great in Buffalo, uh, maybe that's a good place to move to because I was married had two young kids at that point. And uh, then I uh, got a letter from the director of the labs at Erie uh, County Medical Center in Buffalo. And they said, you know, uh, the course is four years. You've done one year, almost completed one year in South Africa. Uh, only recognize one year of training. So if you do 10 years in South Africa, it's only a credit for one year. So now's the time to come. So in 1976, uh, we packed our bags and moved off to Buffalo. And I completed my uh, residency there. And then moved on to uh, Atlanta, where I joined the Red Cross to do a fellowship in blood banking. Uh, from there, uh, realized that, that I didn't really want to stay with the Red Cross. I noticed one of the questions you had from me is, uh, how different is uh, South Texas Regional Blood Bank, as it was then called, from the Red Cross? And the thing is that the Red Cross was run from Washington, D.C. There was no autonomy. Uh, they told you what to do. And so to be innovative was going to be really a struggle. And uh, so I was looking for an independent blood bank, and South Texas Regional Blood Bank fitted, fitted the ball at, uh, at that time. So uh, in 1970, no, 1983, we moved to San Antonio. And what was sort of your impression when you got there in 1983? Well, you know, at that point, uh, South Texas Regional Blood Bank was a small center uh, growing maybe about 50,000 pints of blood, but it was one of several blood banks growing blood in the San Antonio area. Uh, the hospitals were growing blood, uh, blood was being shipped in from blood services from Arizona, uh, a lot of blood was being imported into San Antonio, so it wasn't meeting the needs of the community. And so that was one of the first things that uh, I set my mind to. I, I was getting calls from hospitals saying, hey, we need blood, we need O's, uh, why, yeah, why don't you draw more blood? So uh, this it put me into a little bit of conflict with the administration of the uh, blood bank at the time, because they were quite happy just to carry on with doing what they were doing. And I was getting all the calls from the hospitals saying, you know, you need more, more blood. You were, you were the medical director, so you were the, you were the point guy. I was the point guy. <laughs> and, uh, 
So uh, I had a couple of discussions with the board about this. And at that point, the uh, CEO at the time, uh, Tom Williams, uh, decided he'd had enough and he left. So they said to me, okay, you got what you asked for. You, you've got to run the center now and make sure you draw more blood. And that's what he said our minds do. The first 10 years was just focused really on increasing blood draw. Uh, we more than doubled it during that time. Cut back on imports from other places uh, during the time of a real crisis of blood shortage. Otherwise, we drew it in the area, South Texas. Uh, also, it became apparent during that time that uh, the center needed to diversify. And so that's why uh, we looked into tissue banking as an alternative, not an alternative, but in addition to uh, blood banking. Uh, there were other tissue banks that were coming into San Antonio from Boston and from other parts of the country. Uh, uh, I thought, gee, why, not? why can't we do it? You know, why are people coming in from outside and taking tissue from San Antonio and using it in other areas? So that is actually what drove a lot of the uh, decision to move from downtown, where we were at the time, on a Broadway and McCullough, this is the San Antonio Light newspaper, which you will probably remember well. Yes, I do. Uh, and we felt, well, we needed more space in order to accommodate tissue banking as well as the blood bank. And in addition, we were getting pressure from the hospitals up on the hill, medical center hospital and others, and Methodist hospitals and other ones, saying, uh, how come you are joined the hip to the hospitals downtown? Uh, it's not convenient for us. And so that's why we chose a site where we currently are on the IH10, which is spaced midway between downtown and the McGill uh, hospitals. It also gave us the opportunity to expand and build the tissue lab. And from there, we started to develop other services uh, such as the uh, cord blood program. And uh, what really was a turning point for the whole organization was that uh, we were one of the first blood banks to actually develop a test for, for HIV, or HDLV3 as it was called at the time, or AIDS. We developed the test. There wasn't one available, although Abbott and also we were both working on a test. And so for the first year of the crisis with AIDS, we actually had a test. And the problem was that it wasn't licensed as a test. But there weren't any licensed tests available at that time. And as soon as uh, Abbott developed the test, uh, we switched to them. But that also put us into a position where we had the ability to develop tests and to do testing in the center. And it is about that time we started thinking about the big Q, Qualtics. <laughs> we decided we needed to develop a testing service that could not only test for the blood bank itself, but for other blood banks 
And then plasma centers also become interested. Uh, and because of the volume of testing we're doing, we were able to do it at a cost effective rate. And uh, Qualtex came to be because of that. We developed testing by ourselves, which we really had in place through Abbott Diagnostics. But in addition, we could provide testing for other blood banks as well as plasma centers. And you have to understand also that other blood banks, particularly our competitors in Texas, were not that keen to send their samples, their samples to test. And I felt that that was uh, adding revenue to their competitor. So that's why we focused more on plasma centers. We didn't feel we were competing with them, but rather providing a service. So. You talked about the growth that first 10 years. Was there was there sort of a plan? Did you have sort of a plan for those first 10 years to really get collections up and quit importing blood? Yeah, the plan was to make our center, a, uh, well, we thought first a national center. Later the thought came about being more on an international scale. But I'll start with the national part, and that was how did we differentiate ourselves from Dallas and from Austin, uh, Corpus Christi, and uh, Houston, which uh, all of those cities had their own blood centers. And then there was a national blood service, United Blood Services, which was based in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, which was shipping blood into hospitals in San Antonio. So, uh, I worked closely with the board and some key people in our organization to make sure that uh, we were recognized as more than just a small blood center uh, you know, provided most of the blood to the hospitals, but not all of it. And the way to do that was to provide these other services such as the bone uh, collections or tissue collection service, and that's the way the uh, Texas uh, Tissue Bank came into, into effect. And then um, also getting into testing services for profits, which really opened the door to national exposure and then international as well because of the plasma centers that were sending those samples for testing. Uh, that also raised our profile in the South Texas community regarding blood collections because uh, uh, I had to visit a number of hospitals to say, you know, you're not only supporting the South Texas Regional Blood Bank, or it then became the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, but you are supporting the community as a whole. Keep an eye out for the rest of the series with Dr. Kalman. In the meantime, executive producers of Hearts of Fire are Adrian Mendoza and Jay Pajinski. Your director is Angelica Sandoval, with technical assistance by Matt Flores. The Hearts of Fire logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. If you have a question, if you have an idea, if you have a suggestion for Hearts of Fire, please email us, 
heartsofire at bioridgeglobal.org. Thanks for listening.